and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. This week on Coffee and Catholics, Alicia and I are going to just kind of talk about what saints have been kind of popping up, reoccurring in our lives lately, and, and the impact they've had on our lives. Yeah, so Stacey, I know that you've been telling me about some interesting saints that have been popping up for you. How about you tell us about those? Um, so in the previous episode, I talked a lot about like some of the things going on with my dad recently. A couple of years ago, before even any of this started, um, a saint that started just kind of really popping up a lot was uh, St. Padre Pio. So it's kind of like another one of those stories about like, I didn't know I was being set up to have this partner in this journey. I guess I'm about to, you know, that we've been going on with my dad, but um, Padre Pio just kept kind of coming up and um, his, his quote about pray, hope, and don't worry um, that God is merciful and he hears our prayers. That just has been like one of those things that when my anxiety is really up, that I just kind of hear that quote and it doesn't totally calm me down, but it definitely helps in the situation. Like I remember that God has a plan. I am not in control and I've just got to do the best that I can in the moment. So Padre P was popping up, you know, a couple of years ago, we went and saw his relics and, and he's just kind of been there. But I didn't know how much all of a sudden he was going to pop up <laughs> like these past couple of weeks. Um, there is a, a seven days with the saints thing that popped up. These seven days are on Padre Pio. And then there is, um, uh, I was going through our liturgical calendar. I just got a new liturgical planner and, um, he was the first, like he was the first saints day that popped up. I was like, Oh, his saints, his feast days this week. Um, yeah, it just, he's just been kind of there and I didn't know I was going to be leaning on him so much. Mm-hmm. So was it like he was in your life for a while and like you kind of noticed him, but then recently it was just like it hit you that like, wow, this is the saint that's kind of coming after me right now. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't, and like he was coming after me, I feel like in preparation for this, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like um, this whole, whole like idea of not worrying and that God's got this. And um, I think if the events with my dad had happened, you know, three years ago, I would not be handling them. I nobody handles that type of information well, but, but I don't think I would be able to be as comforted in God's plan. If I hadn't already had that structure that Padre Pio kind of laid out for me, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's beautiful when God puts saints in our paths that, yeah, how they just make a presence in our lives. And I think it's really, actually really cool. Something I've been reflecting on lately that like, you know, I, I ask God to help me with things and to be in my life and to be in these situations. And I'm sure you've been doing the same, especially with everything that you've been going, that's, that's been going on with you lately. But then he puts saints in our lives at the same time. And it's so beautiful because it's just, it's like, it's a community. You know what I mean? That like, not only do you have, a, you know, hopefully a support system here on earth but 
even if like you don't and that's hard enough as it is like you have a support system in heaven and if you open yourself up to allow god to put that in your life it's really cool yeah <laughs> how about it is like it's all inspiring really like yeah. and i'm sure like have you what have been some of those like awe-inspiring moments for you with uh, this well i don't necessarily get with padre pia i feel like that's probably coming <laughs> mm-hmm. but like there's been other times when um like Saint Saint Therese, for example, um, I had heard about her from priest friends of mine or um, just in conversation, but I didn't really know too much about her. And then when I came a mom, she kept coming up more and more. And sometimes I felt like I was really hard to relate with some of the saints. And then I found out that her parents were saints, and so they were really Saint Zeli in particular. Um, has been what being a mom has been a really strong model and when I get really frustrated with my kids I just think of the story of she had a child who you know, kept calling for her yes my child I yes, think it was my child. yeah <laughs> it, yeah it was probably was true <laughs> she's a very strong little child <laughs> so, just like my kids so but um just I, I feel like you know it's just interesting how these saints I never even heard of or didn't know anything about um, just kind of make themselves known in the moments I, I tend to need them the most. And, or not even in the moment, but like a couple months ahead of time. And then I'm in this 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 time where it's just I'm frustrated or I'm lost or I'm unsupported or I feel that desolation sometimes. And then I think of you, these saints who endured so much or they have these little sayings. And if that event hadn't ha- had happened before I knew about them, I wouldn't have them yeah. to sh- strengthen me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting to look back and see how they presented themselves and ended up being these huge helpers in these moments of trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's, I do think that's neat because like, one thing that I've been like learning about is how to back off of people, <laughs> like <laughs> people in my life who, you know, like I see them and they're struggling in certain ways, spiritually and mentally, emotionally, in all these different ways. And they're really having a hard time. And I just want to be like, but God loves you. And like, you know, be happy. Mm-hmm. And, but it comes off as like, even though I might have a very, like very good intentions about it. And, like, I really do will the good for that person and I want the good for that person. It can lead me to kind of judgment or whatever because I'm pushing so hard and it comes off as condescending in all these different ways. And so I, I've this has been kind of a over the last year learning, learning all of this. But how God kind of, like, tells you to back off, like, leave these people alone for a minute because they're not there yet. Right. They're not where you're at maybe in your spiritual life. Right. And so allowing them the time. And so I think he kind of does that with the saints as well, you know, and even just himself or whatever. He allows that he gets them to back off away from you. He backs off a little bit, maybe in teaching you certain things. And he allows things to happen in your life because without those things, without those maybe trials, those specific situations, your specific responses to him that he knows that you're going to have and how that unfolds and it progresses like you're not going to be ready for the message that he wants to give you until you know this point over here and i also think of um i've had like trials in in our in our marriage or whatever um saint saint monica has been like huge like <laughs> here she she struggled through um 
a son and a husband who she prayed for their conversion. She was just so patient. And, um, but, um, just that whole idea of she endured so much pain and the fact that her child and her husband were living in these sinful lives and that she just persisted. So it's that, you know, that persistence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the biggest things that these saints have done for me is like, you know, St. Monica and her persistence, St. Zeely and her patience oh, and gentleness. That's a rough one <laughs> to, to attain. St. Therese and her finding, like the, the fact that, yes, we still need quiet prayer, but also finding prayer in just the everyday mundane tasks mm-hmm. that we we encounter every day. And, and Padre Pio and the whole Yes, there are lots of things that we could sit in our worry and our sadness of, but God has more planned for us than that, and He's got it. So we don't need to sit in that worry and sadness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, these small little lessons that each of these saints teaches are mm-hmm. so powerful. They are. They're incredibly impactful. And you said Saint Teresa, Saint Teresa, right? The little flower, uh-huh. and her little way. Yes, that's one thing that, like, I used to, and I still sometimes do, but I used to just. I would get so annoyed because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm home a lot with my kids, and it's just the same thing over and over, especially when it's not school, right? Yeah. Like during the summer, I was really struggling with being home, and I'd wake up, and I'd do some chores, and I'd take care of the kids, and I'd do some more chores, and especially the chore part was just like, oh, my gosh, it's never-ending. And I'd have my kids do their chores, pick up their toys, pick up their room, put their laundry away, all those kind of things, but it was still just this this task that just was never ending and it was, it bothered me and I just felt so, it was just monotonous. There we go. It was just, it was such a monotonous thing for me every single day to do this over and over again. And I was getting bored and annoyed with it. And I just felt like there was, what was the point? Like it just gets dirty again. And like, what good is this doing? Right. And like, I thought about like, you know, it's keeping my home for my family. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> that didn't mean much to me, sadly. That didn't mean much to me. But then looking at St. Teresa and seeing her little way and how everything she made was like a little prayer. And when I first heard that, it sounded beautiful. And I tried to implement it and I did a little bit. But it wasn't super impactful for me right in the beginning. But now it's gotten to the point that, like, you know, every time I do the dishes, I offer it up for my husband. And the laundry, I offer it up for my kids. And then if I'm vacuuming when I remember to, sometimes it's, like, right in the middle or at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I did this for, you know, this person. I'll offer it up for somebody. And it's actually become something that, like, that, that those tasks that were so monotonous and just so boring and frustrating in that way for me before, they're not so bad anymore, actually. And, like, recently my dishwasher stopped working. And it's really annoying because it's not the whole dish. I know. It's not the whole dishwasher. It's just the start and the cancel button. That's Uh it. So it's very annoying. We took it apart. Can't figure it out. And so, yeah, we're just, you know, we just let it be. And so now I've been washing dishes by hand. And I'm actually okay with it. Like, it's not that bad. I thought it was going to be pretty bad, but it's really not that bad. And I think it's because, like, I've, like Therese, doing it out of love for another person. There is a, a reason why I'm doing this. Yes, it's for my family and I'm doing it so that we're not living in, you know, just, you know, squalor or whatever. I don't know if that's the right word, but like we're not living in filth. But like at the same time, I'm doing it also for our, for God. 
for the love of God, by his grace, I'm doing it for somebody else as well. Like I'm doing it for the sake of that person, for God's glory. And God being in there and tying all of that together, I think that external thing coming in is the thing that makes the difference. Now, if I could only get my kids to do <laughs> I have, we have, when we were doing chores one day, I was like, all right, guys, offer it up for somebody. Say uh-huh. it as a prayer. And they're like, okay, mom. And like, everybody seemed up for, for the first like two minutes. Yeah. And everybody's right. like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, well, but you love people. Do it for them. Well, sometimes I will turn on um, the Holy Heroes audio rosaries mm-hmm. and so i have them clean during that but half the time they're fighting with each other as the rosaries going <laughs> on like, why are you fighting while we're praying you're not supposed to be talking just pray <laughs> oh that's and funny that's our morning and then the afternoons so during our tidy up time we do the divine mercy chaplet mm-hmm. some days are beautiful and they're praying along and other things mm-hmm. are just fighting or yeah. running around screaming while the divine mercy chaplet is playing yeah. and just like oh Yeah. Yeah. I recently learned that meekness is the virtue in which you basically, I don't know if I'm going to say it right. I don't have it right in front of me, but basically like your ability to walk away from anger gracefully Mm. or whatever, just kind of like you fall and you get back up gracefully and you kind of get back into the rhythm. And I've I've, I've learned, like I've been working on that recently. I learned that it's called meekness, like waking up in the morning and trying to do that more consistently. And having some time to myself and having some prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, or like in the afternoons, I have my prayer time. And so I like, I, I want it to be quiet. And I don't want interruptions and all this kind of stuff. But I have children. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not realistic yep. <laughs> to not expect that. And so just learning how to, you know, be okay with it. Be like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. I'm allowing this child in to my time of prayer. And even though, like, I'm stopping actually, like, saying something to God, I can still say something to God by treating my child with kindness and gentleness. It's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I start off well, like, oh, I love you. Well, and then they start talking to me. I'm like, okay, well, either you can join me in prayer or you can go eat your breakfast. <laughs> but either way, you need to shush. Right. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. I know. I've been, I've been trying to learn how to, I have been learning through this to like be able to pray in the midst of the chaos around me, like mitigated chaos. Like I don't want it to just be like the kids running around screaming, but like, yeah. you know, as my, my two older ones were looking at their books during like our reading time, the younger ones playing with the toy and crashing it into another uh-huh. toy. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just offer it up. No, but speaking, going back to the saints, one that has, there's only been one that's really like come up to, for me, like in a significant, like more significant way, I suppose, um, recently. Cause I, I hear about the saints and they have beautiful things to say. And I, you know, lear- like learn those things and I hear them. And, um, you know, I try to take note of those and, you know, when I think of them, integrate them into my life. So like the saints have that kind of an impact on me Um, anyways. But most recently um, I had a second miscarriage and um, lost the baby. I think the doctor said that the baby probably died about the end of the or the beginning, pardon me, of the 10th week. Um, But I ended up um, finding out about like, the middle, the beginning to the middle of the the 11th week and found out on a Wednesday on August 17th, I found out about it. And then the next day on the 18th, woke up about 5am and was passing everything. 
and um, that's when I passed the baby. And if people don't know, when a baby is 10 weeks along, the baby is about the size of a like medium to large strawberry. Like when you see it on the, like the you know baby websites, like uh-huh. it's true. So I got to hold my baby in my hand. Um, and I'll just say this just because like I haven't really been able to say this to a lot of people and I just I'm proud of my my little baby. And so he was just so beautiful. He had you could see his eyes and you could see where his ears were forming and his tiny itsy bitsy little nose poking out from his little face and and um, his little little mouth that looked like he had a little smile on him. These tiny itsy bitsy little arms and legs that were curled up around himself. And he was just so beautiful. And I got to hold him for a little while, and we buried him, and um, our, our parish priest came out, and he did, like, a little burial service for us, and it was quite beautiful. My husband made the casket, and it was gorgeous, and, um, yeah, it was beautiful. So, anyways, um, we were coming up with a name, and when I was pregnant with him, um, and we say him, quote, we never actually found out the sex, but I... I don't like calling my baby it because either it was a boy or a girl. But um, when we, I was pregnant with him, my husband really wanted the name Constantine. And I didn't care for the name. My kids didn't like the name. Nobody liked the name except for my, <laughs> my poor husband. But my husband was gunning for it. And so when um, the baby died, my daughter begged for us to name um, the baby Diamond. And we almost caved <laughs> just because she wanted the name so badly. And it was so sweet. But we decided, like, if the baby were born alive, we would not be named the baby Diamond. And so we decided not to, to name the baby Diamond. And um, it's a beautiful name. We just didn't like it but for, for our baby. But, um, yeah, and so... You know, Derek, my husband really wanted that name. And so we, I, I prayed, I said a prayer and I was like, God, I want to name this baby a name that is going to be good for our baby. We don't know if it's a boy, if it's a girl. Um, so just whatever it is that you want, let, let us know. And so that we can name that baby the proper name that you will for our child. And so a couple days passed, I didn't have any great revelations of new names and Amelia was still gunning for diamond and um, my husband was still very much wanting to, to have Constantine. And so we decided, okay, we're going to do Constantine. And over those couple, a couple of days, Constantine started growing on me a bit. It's like, okay. And so I, uh, I messaged the, the group that we have for our coffee and Catholics ladies. And I told them, you know, this is, this is what's going on. And we named the baby Constantine. And, um, Yeah. And so, you know, I told him, you know, we, I told him when, when I ended up like delivering the baby and everything and, um, Annie messaged and said, did you know that on the day that you delivered your baby, that's St. Helena's feast day and that's St. Constantine's mom. And it was just one of those that like, it just struck me, <laughs> you know, like I asked God to tell me whether or not we're going to, you know, what to name this baby it grew on me. We named him Constantine. I was still like, oh, I don't know if like we named it the right thing, but like, you know, this is what it is. And so I hope you're happy with it, God. I hope it's, you know, a good match for our baby. And then that happened. And it just, it, I, it made me speechless. Like I didn't know what to say to that. I just thought it was so beautiful and it made me cry. And I don't, yeah, I just thought it was such an amazing, 
a gift of like a, a confirmation that, you know, that that was a beautiful name for our baby, that that was the name that God was, you know, ha- at least happy with. I don't know if he willed it necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. But like, but, you know, he was happy with it. And I told my husband about it and he was taken back by it, too. And uh, I just I love those little miracles that God puts in our lives that, you know, like I've never really had any kind of connection with St. Constantine or St. Helena, but you know, they inserted our lives in a very like vulnerable place in a very, you know, heartbreaking time in such a beautiful way and did it by God's grace. And, oh, it just, yeah, blew me away. I love it. So, oh, and even like the story of St. Constantine and I, I didn't think about it until I know, I remember the thread in our little chat, but I just think about now about how much you love ministry and how St. Constantine was the emperor who brought Christian, not, made it not illegal to be Christian. And yeah, it was just, it was just very fitting. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. was, that's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like you and your evangelization and Constantine say, you know, bringing Christianity to legal, legalizing Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and so now I've got my, you know, I've got St. Constantine to look at and be like, wow, you did amazing things. And I've got, you know, now I have my Philomena and my Constantine up there and their own little saints and I pray for them every single day. And yeah. I do think they're in heaven with God. Like, it just seems fitting to me. I know that the church has, it hasn't been revealed to the church, but it seems fitting. And so, you know, but I still pray for them and, you know, get to get to talk to them here and there and ask them for their prayers. And Beautiful. Well, and, and I just want to ask real quick, because before we started recording, you were talking about St. Michael. Oh, yeah. Um, St. Michael has always been kind of interesting, too. I, um, we celebrate his, we, we celebrate Michaelmas at our house. It's um, a name day at our house. And so um, we've always celebrated it. And I, there's a group on Facebook of women, Catholic women um, in our archdiocese that um, decided to do a consecration to St. Michael. This was like, there's fireworks going on. We're recording outside tonight. So if you hear, boom, not, I live out in the country. So maybe well, that is have, fireworks. It is fireworks. Maybe somebody's having a birthday or something. I don't know. I was wondering what's celebration. happening <laughs> But it's not Friday. I was thinking maybe it was high school football or something because I thought I heard like the drums earlier too. Uh-huh. Well, but, I think you, you must have seen my face. I was like looking like, what is that? So I think I distracted you a little well, bit. There, well, there was one time I was I was doing a live rosary and our neighbor who's a cop was practicing shooting. And there was like comments like, is that gunfire coming through the live rosary? I was like, yes, it is gunfire. I had to stop in the For all of those city folk, this <laughs> yeah. is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fireworks is just, it's not for just a 4th of July thing here, uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, no, like say this group, uh, decided to do a consecration of St. Michael. And, um, so like I said, we've always celebrated, uh, Michaelmas here and, um, the feast of the archangels and, um, and so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll join in on this consecration of St. Michael who couldn't use more protection and especially, you know, against spiritual warfare, <laughs> especially the coffee Catholics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially this summer has been a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well we started, so my book got here the day before the consecration started and we're like on day, um, two or three as I'm recording. But, um, when I'm reading the introduction, 
it talks about when St. Michael revealed this consecration, that he talked about his how he would protect those consecrated to him and their immediate families, even from the pangs of purgatory. And um, my oldest son in particular um, has been who... <laughs> who the St. Michael's Day is his name day. So um, he has particularly been worried about my father going to heaven because he's a non-practicing Catholic. So um, so my son's particularly been really worried about my dad's soul. And so we've been talking a lot about that and how we pray for souls of purgatory. We even have the St. Gertrude prayer next to our refrigerator so that every time we get water... Um, we can pray that um, prayer and release a thousand souls from purgatory. So I tried to reassure him that his prayers for souls of purgatory will also work for family members. And um, so when the same, I read that in the St. Michael consecration book, it kind of took me back that what I said to my son, like it was kind of reaffirming and, and going back with the whole Padre Pio, like, don't, you know, Stacey, don't worry i got, you know, God just telling me through these saints, through his archangel, um, mm -hmm. that he's got it. Like, there's a plan, and he's working his plan. And mm -hmm. that um, my job is to just journey with my dad and to keep praying and trust in what that plan is. But it has, has been really interesting, just things just within the last two weeks that have popped up, especially mm -hmm. saint-wise. And, um, you know, look. Two weeks ago, when I in the episode I talked about Our Lady of Sorrows and how she was present to me just a couple weeks ago, and um, just God, God's with us, and we just have to be willing to let Him do the work, and and that's probably the hardest part is trying not to take over everything. And, you know. Well, see, I think that's that that Saint Michael prayer is really fitting because. The only way to avert purgatory after our death is to live purgatory here. And so, I mean, your dad is living purgatory right now. You know, letting go is about detachment. Detaching from, like, I have my health and I have these, these other things, whatever else he's going through. And then you, you know, your, your attachment to that control yeah. and wanting to make these things happen. And so you guys are all going through a purgatory right now. I would imagine, at least, what, what it makes me think of when you talk about the Saint Michael prayer is, um, you know, praying for the willingness to allow the, those trials in your life, in your dad's lives, life, and in your family members' lives, to be sanctifying, to allow that that to be a purgation, to allow it to be a purgation and not just suffering in and of itself. Yeah. Well, and that's been one of the biggest things I've been trying to, my kids are really taking everything quite hard about talking about how this is a gift while nobody, want, yeah, it's kind of, it's hard knowing that, you know, when you're given the uh, diagnosis of a terminal illness, but, you know, first off, knowing that nothing is impossible with God. So I, if it's God's will, my dad could totally beat those odds, but even if he doesn't, how this time, like it's, it gives us the time to reflect, like, is this how I want to be spending my time? Not just with my dad, but even with each other. I think that's probably been like the hardest thing, you know, 
you know, the normal sibling bickering or the family bickering that comes in. And I just, I, a lot, several times in the past weeks, I've go, is this really worth it? Like, what's the point of this, guys? Like, so we're just wasting precious time together and fighting over something silly. Mm-hmm. And so just that whole perspective, change of perspective, um, you know, seeing the gifts that God gives us every day, the moments mm-hmm. that he gives us, taking that step back and breathing and taking it in. Yeah. Um, acknowledging it for, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. But mm-hmm. also acknowledging the gift and the suffering yeah. that's there, the beauty that's there. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. I think I think a big part of it is that I have recently been discovering is that talking about it as a gift is that it's because I know that there are some saints who are like, you know, suffering. I, I feel joy in suffering. Yeah. Like, <laughs> suffering. I'm is, not there yet. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> like I've, I've experienced a little bit of that, but not fully. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not a walking saint by any means, but, um, about how like every trial that you go through is an opportunity if you allow it to be when it has God's grace in it, it is an opportunity. And so that is a big part of at least, and maybe I'm missing some pieces here, but like, that's what I'm seeing is the, the beauty and suffering is that it's, it's an opportunity every single time. doesn't matter what it is. Either you can suffer and just suffer and it's pointless and there is there are no answers here you know i mean god can still work in that even if you don't understand it but it can feel very much that way Mm -hmm. or you can allow it to change you and who you are and to detach from the things that god is calling you to detach from and if you don't know what that is and you know asking god to help you see that and he will slowly unfold that or maybe he'll smack you in the face with it who knows but like <laughs> he's smacked in the face <laughs> yeah, yeah i definitely have some of those smack in the face moments i'm like jeez but <laughs> but yeah and then you know allowing him to do that and then you know you'll allowing it to change you but then also using it for other people that that's one thing that's kind of like I've heard, you know, people talk about, well, if I'm suffering just so that other people don't suffer, that seems rather pointless. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's absolutely pointless <laughs> because that would mean that like what, like what is there for you? What love is in that for you? Yeah. But no, like it's for you. Yeah. There's something in it for you. And then there's something in it that you can give to other people and it makes it unbelievably beautiful. It really does. Uh-huh. We, I, I did a little lesson, you know, we homeschool and my kids are, like I said, having a hard time with this. And I took some books and I added a book and I talked, as I handed a book to each of my kids, I told them something I've seen them struggling with recently. I, I think so. I think some of it took them back. Like they didn't know that I noticed that they were struggling in these things. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you feel like I, I see you struggling with this. And I see you struggling with this. And I see you struggling with this. And I just went through all four of them and handed them a book each time I had something. So like you could physically see the, it getting heavier and weighing on them when they could see it visually from each other. And I said, did you know that he was struggling with that? No. Did you know she was struggling with that? No. I said, the problem with us getting so consumed in our own weight and our own sadness and our own suffering is that we don't see what other people are going through. And I said, it's 
yes, this is hard. Carrying this weight is hard. It is okay to feel sad about it. It is okay to, you know, feel pain. It's okay to cry. I said that we can't get so consumed by our own sadness that we miss what other people are going through and we don't try to help them. I said, you know, I asked you guys to pick up your toys. That's just one less thing that I have to worry about. And I took like a book off my, my pile because I did it for myself too. And I said, you know, I try to, I go, I know you get mad because it looks like I'm being lenient to this person when I ask you to do chores and I ask them to do chores and they take longer to get started than you do. I said, but sometimes giving them just a couple minutes to get started is one less thing for them to worry about. And I was like, you're, you're a self-starter. I don't have to worry about that with you. But I do with this person. They have, they take longer to get going. And just, I went through that a little bit, like why I do certain things. And I was like, because I'm trying to take, I go, I can't take your load for you, but I can make it some things, one less thing for you to worry about. I can't take away your crosses. I can't fix your crosses, but I can walk with you and maybe lighten the load a little bit. That is beautiful. Mm. Like, oh my God, where did you come up with that? I don't know. The Holy Spirit just talked to me at that moment. <laughs> and I did this whole, because I had just lost it with my kids, to be quite honest. Like I had lost it. I went like nutsoid. And <laughs> it was like, it was probably the hardest day we had had since all of this started. And I, because I felt everybody's stuff. I felt like I had been begging everybody to help me <laughs> and nobody was helping. I just lost it. And I said, okay, I, I go, let's talk about this. So I, I came, I, I fell back. I said, mommy shouldn't have yelled. Let's talk about what's going on. And we, and I just, and the Holy Spirit just gave me that lesson in That's that moment. beautiful. Yeah. I feel like I should do that too, but also <laughs> I just, I'm not good enough about that. Like, I'm, I'm just going to mess it all up and the kids are going to be like, why am I carrying books? <laughs> that, no, that's, that's gorgeous. That is a beautiful lesson. And a beautiful better the, the books just got picked up like right before you got here. <laughs> They've been sitting there all week. <laughs> all the coffee. <laughs> because <laughs> so I like I gathered books off the bookshelf and I had the heavy ones and I had lighter ones and, mm -hmm. and of course like my four year old wasn't caring as much because he's he's younger so he's not caring as much mm -hmm. as a, but he still has things that he struggles with yeah yeah for sure and so so we just went through all of that yeah it's just really a beautiful moment that is beautiful oh my goodness you're a good mom sometimes <laughs> All right, so you you mentioned St. Michael, and it just made me think about this. I just have kind of a funny story because just fun. But my kids were watching, um, there's this series online, and it's um, these people who make cartoons about Catholic saints, the lives of the saints. And um, I've learned that for my kids, I have to kind of vet them a little bit because I'm about to say a curse word, so if you have little kids, cover their ears. But, like, one of them, it, they had, like, a kind of like a, a, the person who was narrating was um, kind of giving a spiel about the saint that they were going to be like discussing. And I can't remember the, his name, but they, who was like, yeah. And you know, he was kind of a grouchy fella and um, it might sound mean, but the other brothers called him brother ass. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> my kids don't know curse words. Like, I don't know. Like this seems weird. But anyways, there's a lot of like they'll they'll, sh they'll depict like actually show in the cartoon like violent like you know tortures and things like that and people getting shot in the chest with arrows. So I have to vet it for my kids because they get disturbed by these things. But 
I saw one and I was like, it was St. Michael the Archangel. And I was like, oh, I know him. Like, that'll be fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> apparently I forgot the Bible story because because St. Michael is fighting a seven-headed dragon and he starts cutting off their heads and there's like blood like running down the like dragon's necks. And like by the time we got done, my daughter was like, I didn't like that one. <laughs> and of course, my so my oldest... My boy and then my daughter did not like it at all. My four-year-old, of course, was like, I want to watch the dragon one again. <laughs> He's kind of the crazy one. <laughs> but it was just so funny. So that was our recent encounter with uh, St. Michael. Is <laughs> and we did find out also, my son asked me why St. Michael is called a saint, even though he was never alive. Mm-hmm. So I've wondered about this, too. Yep. So we decided to Google it. And apparently it's because saint means um, a holy one, mm-hmm. one who is holy. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who was alive. It's just someone who is set apart for specifically for God and, of course, St. Michael is. Yeah. Anyways, just a little tidbit for you in case you have some, you know, Catholic trivia night. Uh, I have, <laughs> have that song. Do, do, do. Saints. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, you know it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, they tell the story. They do. I mean, you can't be, uh, I don't know, you can't be faint of heart and be Catholic, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> I'm just like, I have I have a hard time knowing, with my kids at least, like, you know, because my kids can watch shows that are, you know, have bad guys and things like that in there. But, like, we don't do scary movies. We don't do yeah. scary stories. We don't do anything like that. Like, try to steer away from the violence. But then it's like, you know, what's child appropriate? I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm struggling with this because I ask people. Like, you know, like these specific videos. Hey. We're <laughs> being attacked by grasshoppers. <laughs> but like, Sorry. you know, I asked them and they're like, oh, yeah, they're geared towards like, you know, elementary school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, my kids are so sheltered. She says they. She means me. I'm yeah. like, yes, it's for elementary kids. Oh, yeah. I, they are kind of violent. But I mean, they're true. <laughs> They are true, and, and eventually you just got to understand that the world is kind of a cruel place. Yeah, it just yeah. is. It always has been. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so we go from you know, strong-willed children like St. Therese to <laughs> decapitating dragon like St. Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they all have their lessons to teach us. They do, and beautiful lessons, that is. Yes. Because really with the saints, we when when we've been listening to the saints and I've told the kids when we're we've been watching those stories, watch for what the saints do. Like what do they do that is that that brings about these amazing things in their lives. And every time we've seen it, it's, it's simple, really. As they say yes to God. Yes. So I mean in practic practically it's a little more difficult than that, yeah. or, or a lot more difficult than that. <laughs> But in, in essence, it's just saying yes to God every time. And when that happens, these beautiful things come about. And then these saints impact people for generations and generations and decades and centuries mm-hmm. after them and just help. You know, that's, I just find that so amazing. Like, that's what I want. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't need to be known. If I can have that impact for somebody to bring, help bring them to Christ. How beautiful is that? Even in my own life. What's beautiful is they each had their own strengths. Like, none, like. None of them were exactly like another. I mean, it's always interesting to find the ones that were like all friends uh-huh. because I don't, you know, you, 
it's really interesting how you can find like how the saints connect to each other down mm-hmm. the road and but you, even the saints that we talked about to, today you know saint monica and her perseverance and saint padre pio and his obedience and you know saint zeli and her patience and saint therese and her um creativity mm-hmm. i mean it, take, it takes a lot of creativity to say hey i you know i can be praying through all the i mean, mm-hmm. yeah through yeah. everything through like yeah. saint constantine and yes i guess his evangelization well, efforts well, and yeah. his his willingness to go against the grain yes his strength and um, courage to do what's right and yeah they each have the their own virtues that they they project that we can learn from and well they are strong in all the virtues usually in all the virtues i mean they are saints but they have they have one that stands among the rest and i think that's beautiful because it, it gives us all hope in our own sanctification that um, god will use our strengths to bring about his will mm-hmm. we would also just love to hear any stories about how the saints have worked in your all's lives um you, know, you can always email us at coffeeandcatholics at gmail.com or message us uh, through our facebook group or Instagram, and um, because I saints are constantly reaffirming things for us, strengthening us, um, whispering things in our ears, popping up when they're you know they're least expected, mm-hmm. um, and we'd love to hear what your all stories are too. Who knows? Maybe we'll share some. <laughs> there you go. If you allow us to. If you allow us to. Yeah. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you.